0: On her page, Sadiq Tess, the subject of the parak is, is Tamimus. Tmimus. Tamimus, Tamimus, we learned, is that, is that Mida that makes it possible for a person to really, really say a capital tehilum. It's not the media that will help you to understand it, to teach it, to learn it, but to feel it. And and we learned we learned that. The world in general is not seeking this mead of tmimis. The world is more interested in Muskalahs, in understanding instead of experiencing and feeling. Some of you were maybe the Alag and I said over the mice of Magid, when he was with his old friend and his old friend was wondering why Davni took the Magid such a long time. And the Mizuch Jamagid Asked him, said, "You're a businessman, right?" He says yes. So you have business in Leipzig. By the big fair in Leipzig this year, she says, "Do you go to the fair?" Says, of course, I go to the fair. So why don't you send your one of your guys to go? This is not you. It's not the same thing to send somebody and to be there. It's entirely different when you're there. So Ms. Chamagit said, when I daven, that's what it means to daven. To daven means to be there, not just to talk about the place not just to talk about the rabbinic shalom, but to to be Mizdabik in a very uncomplicated, unconvoluted, simple way. This is very hard, especially in our times. This is the most precious me that we're going to talk more here now what this means and how to work on practically – I mean, to acquire it. It's a huge avaida. That's what we're going to be learning the next few talking. So I paid Sadiq test. This midav of tamim tia Hashem ala kecha. The Torah says to be tamim, to be. There's no English word, but to be tamim. And when you're tamim, then you im Hashem ala Then there's nothing that brings a person closer to Hashem than than that midah of tamimis that we've been learning about. Benoyeg shavah olam siddic test. The way of the world is shnei anashim Goshim zemze. And two people, two people who are who are learning, two people who are B'nai Torah, when they meet each other, these are people who have been zoshu to taste the delicious taste of learning. The first question to people who are in learning, the first question they ask each other when they get together, so what are you learning? So what are you learning? I'm learning uh, this, this Gemara and this and this. But yeah, so what do you, then it starts. And that's how, that's how, uh, Tamir Chachaman and B'nai Torah have lived for thousands of years. You get very quickly past the question of, so how's everything, how's the film, how's the Benosa, and you get straight to the point. The point is, what Gemara you're learning, what what Indian you're learning, and then to ask questions and to fight and to argue, and that's the most, exciting thing in the world. That's how, that's how we live. That's how we live. It's a long time living that way. However, he says, Sholam Ha'am Achad Shoshan Ima'a Each one has no ideas and Chidru Shem Te'ed and so on. They argue, they foul from Ben-Am and they discuss it. Hatsura is Tzvich is Shem There's something there's something that's off a little bit in this. I'm not talking about social graces. You don't have to – I'm not talking about you should first ask a few more questions about how he's feeling. No, you can get straight to the learning. It's okay. But there's something that's, that has to be – there needs to be an adjustment over here. Chazal Ayman. Chazal have a very, very beautiful drasha. And the Pusuk – the Posik's talking about the, the miracles that happened in the Midbar. Especially by Kris Yamsuf, and uh, the pasuk says before we learn what the Gemara says, the pasuk there says, "Al keng ye omir b'seif hamochamis Hashem as vahev b'sufa," which means, in the book of God's words, in the book of Hashem's words, "Al keng ye omir b'seif Hashem." In the book of God's words, it will be written. Es Vahev Besufa, which Rashi explains means the miracles that Hashem gave us. Vahev Hav means to give Besufa by Yamsuf. Hashem did a lot of amazing things for us when we crossed over the desert. We're now in these, we're just starting now by Midbar. And Hashem did for us all these amazing things. And it will be written in the book of God's Wars, whatever that book is. Talk about it, not for now, but it will be written up that what? Vahev Vahev yahav, Vahev Vesufa Vahev Vesufa But Hashem gave us, or so He did for us by Vesufa by the Yamsuf, by the Red Sea and the other places It's a very hard posseg, the language is hard so there's a beautiful Gemara in Kedushan that says the following. Chazal <laughs> Aymer. Even a father and his son. Harav the Tamidah, the Rebbe and his student. Sha'aiskin the Terah, the Shar Echad, who are sitting or standing and talking and learning. The father with his son, they're learning. The Rebbe and his student are learning at the time that they're learning they become enemies with each other enemies meaning they're arguing and fighting and yelling arguing with each other but they don't leave the place until they become those who greatly love each other the fighting and the arguing is, is in learning. It's in Tire. It's nothing it's not personal. They love each other. So the Gemara says that's hinted at in the word Shanema as Besufa. Al Tikri Besufa, That the word Besufa, Yamsuf, is hinting to the word Besafa at the end. And the Sefer Muhammad Hashem, there are, there are arguments that are called God's wars. When, when two people argue over a Gemara, they argue over something in learning that's called Muhammad Hashem. And Vaheva Sufa, Afilo Av, or Benayi, that they're having a Muhammad. they're having a war, they're fighting, they're yelling at each other, if you ever saw things, yelling at each other, fighting with each other. A guy that walks into this marriage never saw anything like that in his life. People screaming and yelling and Sometimes they get angry, start pushing the table. Okay, <laughs> really worked up. And, <clears throat> and then, you know, you go to the La you go to the library. Anybody that would act like way, they get thrown out of the library. It's a little bit of a problem in the neighborhood with a lot of even I remember when I, when I used to when I lived in Queens I used to sometimes go study for finals or something. I would go sometimes I would go to Queen's College. I, I didn't attend Queens College, but I, I was we were off from Yeshiva and I would go to Queen's College, just go to the library. And there are a lot of Yiddins that would go there. It was a very Jewish neighborhood, it still is. And and the Yiddins just likes the guy is like start the guys like talking loud in the library, you know, because it carries over into your other you know, discussions. Whereas all the German likes, you know, like with earplugs and shh in the library, And all the Yiddins are like fighting and arguing over something and talking about it, and you know it's, it's a whole thing. Production. <clears throat> it's a Muhammad. It's a war. But there's something different about this war. This war is they're When they're fighting over the Torah, they're like enemies. But then in Mzazim they don't leave the place, Ajnasim Oyvim, it brings them much closer. It's the only war that brings people closer, is the war of Torah. All other wars set people apart and destroys. The war of Mohammed Hashem, it it builds a relationship. The basis of the relationship. They don't leave until they become best friends. So writes, We see with our eyes. We see many times the wars in the matters That we see. That people are arguing over learning. That we see a lot of Muhammad's the second part of oyhavim have him loving and caring for each other we don't always see that that's not so passionate to find why is that said that they're him and they become i how come we see more nowadays of i without i even a father that learns with his son could be the most tense time of the day. <clears throat> I, I saw now that after the years uh, when my, my son was little, I went through Gemara after Gemara and And I realized only when I get old, and now I'm a Chuchim, and I give advice to other people, don't do not don't do that. Just take it easy with him. You know. But he, from the time that he could talk, I was with him. I have only one son, you understand. So from the time that he was talking, I was with him every He would come off from Yeshiva. Okay, you ride the bicycle two times, let's go, go not, uh, <clears throat> and it was very, very tense. My wife said, take it easy, she was in the yeshiva, taking it, oh, you, know, he used to be a you know, he had already 15 minutes old since vacation, since uh, school ended, what do you think this is? It's not good or 15 minutes, you're already was playing He's out of babies, baby, are already seven years old, eight years old. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but only a little bit, don't <laughs> ask my wife about it. It created a tremendous amount of tension. Like, you know, every time he sees his father, uh uh you know, here comes the the headmaster. It's bad. So, a lot of the ayvim we see causes the learning, but ayhavim, where's all the love that it should be bringing? The ahav that it should be bringing. In the world of Torah, is there the ahav that we would expect it to be? There's so much learning. There's more learning now in the world than there's ever been before. So much learning, Hashem. So many yeshivas. It was never like this. In Europe, there are only a few hundred guys that were in yeshivas altogether. So much, so much learning. So it should be that there should be a lot of ahava. Because all of these oivim are supposed to become it. So something's wrong. Where's the ahava? Where's the love? In the mechamis, Hashem. It's a big question. But it touches upon the essence of the midah of t'mimus that we're learning about in this paray. <laughs> Where does this come from? <laughs> See, this is this is the problem. <clears throat> when people are, are engaging in, 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 in a uh, intellectual argument or debate, you're using, you're tapping into the people who are arguing. You're tapping into the k'rachaseichel. <laughs> The mind, the intellect itself, is not capable of love. The mind is unfeeling; it's cold. Right? The mind is not uh, warm. The mind, the mind, thinks. It doesn't feel. So, what happens is that since koyecha havon Pilpal, the ability to understand and pilpo means to go into all kinds of pilpo, you know, arguments and discussions. Each person has his own das. Das seichel. Das means the ability to make a distinction between two things. That's what das is. chayin When do we make What's On Shabbos in the davening. In aim das, the Gemara says we make the question. Of the Gemara is, where should we in in on Shabbos? Where do you say Where do you say Dol in So the conclusion is, you say it in the brach of das. Why in the brach of das? Because the Gemara says, if das, If you don't have das, then you don't have to make a distinction between one thing the other das. The seichel, what is the seichel always doing? The seichel is always making chilukim. This means this; it doesn't mean that. That's what the seichel is constantly doing. The job of the seichel is das is to take things that look, when they're little, when they're children, so their the das is very weak. So you take a, an apple, and you take a banana. And you say, what's this? This is an apple, and this is a banana. Oh. Then he gets a little bit older, and you take two types of apples. And this is a red, a, a delicious apple, this is a whatever, a, this kind of apple. These are two different apples. And, and the das as a person, matures when the das becomes more fine-tuned. All learning, all, all, intellectual, all intellectual analysis, is based upon the kind of das. And das, the job of das is to separate, not to bring together, to separate. That's what das does. It sorts. The mind separates, categorizes, sorts distinguishes. That's how the mind works. So you have a problem. The Koyoch of Havan and Pilpul, learning, learning in depth, Nekudas and that nekuda that you need for learning is Das. Das is what? Is Mabdalas. Das separates. That's the nature of Das. No, no, you don't understand me. You don't understand me. Das separates yet is a period. It creates a division. That's what Das always does. The less mature mind is, I guess, the way the children would call it You know, when a person's mind is immature, everything is like the same. It's the same. It's all mixed together. The smarter, the, or the smarter, the, the greater the koyach of Das, the, the greater, more refined is the is the power of discernment discerning. and Ain Das Therefore the broka of of in in Shemanaswa is made in Das. Because Daz is the ability to make it when you soul Amen, then then Bang, bang, bang. Between 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 this and between that. If you're not a Balda, if you're not a Badahaz, you don't know how to make it. everything's the same. Shabbos, the week Jews, the Havdog, everything's all one big Mixed up thing. Das, Hamavdam and and Oil Khaishab, and Islam, and Yamashullah Shaykh Sibayimah. So, bang, bang, bang. That's what Das that is. So, Das, by definition, is that which distinguishes and separates. So, when you're involved in learning with somebody, the whole Avayd is an Avaydah of Pirud, of, separ- of separating. And one person's Das. Makes him, makes him separate from the other person because if that person's dies. Now that's the opposite of tamimus. The media that we're learning is tamimus. And that's the opposite of tamimus. Bah, tamimus, no means you could be the smartest person in the world. You could be a genius. And you could still love a person who thinks differently than you. Tmimus, remember, Tmimus means the unpeeling of the seichel, of, of, of thoughts, of opinions. Uh, thoughts and opinions separate. Thoughts and opinions create oivin, enemies, and creates a distance. The midah of Tmimus is the bare bones essence of who the person is. The essence of one Jew and another Jew. Of Echel we have one father. A father and a son. A Rebbe, and a Talmud, a mm. uh, the closest people in the world. But that's, that's what the Gemara says. When they're learning, they have to use da's. And they become, for that moment of learning, they become like enemies. Separate, distant. Each one has his own da's. But, but they don't leave, leave there. It doesn't affect their love for each other. other but the Ahav is greater. Because to me, this is the underlying essence of the person, without all the layers of thoughts and opinions and das and so on and so forth. You know, sometimes I'll give you an example of a marshal. Let's say you're somebody that you know at work or somebody from school, somebody you have as a guest who's not from. Right? You have a Jew that's not religious. How do you look at that person? You look at the person. You look at that person – in a, in a condescending way. I don't mean nasty. I don't mean bad, or anything that's noticeable. But if you look at that person like, in this, like, like this. Wow, that's a non-From person. I'm from. This is like a great key of opportunity. But you already missed it. Our grandparents never would think like that. I mean, depending on, yeah. on who you grandpa, but Zadies the, the and Bobbies didn't look like that. Hey, look, there's another year, I'm gonna talk to that person like a regular person. Yeah, was, and that's the best kiryuv. They didn't see a hill between themselves and the person that wasn't from. They know that they're observant and this person's not observant. My father says that he remembers hearing from his father, well I named after him. I never met. Him. He was killed in the war. But oh, well, the, the Pope used the Russian code. He was murdered in the war. I, that my my father heard from my grandfather that my grandfather said that in World mm-hmm. War One. They used to talk about how, because the, the Jews were on both sides. It was very bad. They had Jews fighting against in one army against the other army. My father said that they used to scream out, Marev, and, they, and they used to, Jews from both sides used to go someplace, and they used to dive in together, and they to said, oh, I hope you don't shoot me, you don't shoot me. And, like when all this stuff is going on, just... They used to call Marav, they used to go dive in This one's called German, this one's called French, and after minute. When you're with a Jew that's not from, and you see yourself as something that's different, it means you're not a And it's very unnatural. You're going to be makar of the person. That, mean, that doesn't mean you shouldn't teach the person, but you have to go out of your way now to be nicer than you would be, or to act a certain way. I know all the lamdash Kiddush Hashem, all that stuff. I'm not talking about thought. I'm talking about a simple T'mimistika Hergish. The hergish, is, the hergish is that there's no difference between us. I know there are some people that when you see them with children, they're very, very natural with little children. By women it's much more than by men, obviously. But even by men. I have a brother-in-law, so I'm the second he comes into the house, like even when the, when the children are little, right away, he's like unbelievable to kids, and he knows what to say. I can never be like that. And, I, and, and I'm not proud of that. I can't be like that. I, when I – like, if I go with the nieces and nephews, I always had to, like, to try to say something. I don't know. I don't have that natural thing with kids to be able to – that's when they – sometimes I get a call to go, okay, I speak to this seventh grade or something. I say, you be doing a very big disservice to your school if you ask me to come. I don't – I don't know how to talk to my little kids. I don't know how to talk to their little kids. The older ones I could try to teach, but I, I, don't, I don't know how – that sprach of talking to children that when I see – you see with a woman. Little children, even a neighbor's children, they come to this house and the mother knows, they know right away how to talk to children. I don't know. It's like, to me, it's a wonder that the women, they have to do the, just to talk to children. It's such, and they're not like making chalukim. It's just a natural flow of the personality. It's a certain to me. It's a natural flow of who the person is. I know that I don't do that. I try to think, okay, try to say something that this kid would, would, would understand or appreciate. Trying to say something and then, uh, then the kid looks funny. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what to say. I never know with little children, so I have to do that in the shul, because I'm supposed to be like Mister Nice Guy. And so I, I love the children. But I don't know what to say. Like I want to say, you want to talk about something in learning. I don't know what to talk about with children. It's a hard. It's a very very hard thing. My wife knows. I. She talks to me about it. like to try to help me. I don't know what to do to talk to little children. Uh, <clears throat> it's not. It's because of a certain lack of tameness that that when when there's when a person is in the place of who he is, he's not uncomfortable with another another yid with he's big, he's little. It's a certain, it's the person himself. And when I see that, like in my brother or other I see this by yid. it's such a beautiful thing. It's very, very easy. It's just a an easy thing. And I watch an older person talking to a child a certain way. when I see somebody that's that, that that's from and he's with people that are not from he's not talking like this is, I'm giving you lesson number 32 from my notes <laughs> when I was in seminary. You understand? Just uh, another Jew. Right? Yeah, what? What's the chiluk? I mean, what's the chiluk between us? Because I know more than you do. Das, das—that makes me different than you. Das is mavdels. That's Mochamis Hashem. What's the t'mimis? Is what brings people together. The t'mimis, the t'mimis create t'mimis yitzchares ha Temus means that Ramayusha Feinstein felt perfectly comfortable with a little child. Not just with a big Talmud Chacham. Then you have other Talmud Chacham that, that don't hold up Ramayusha Feinstein's toenail, and they wouldn't talk to this other, to this bacher. You know. They wouldn't talk to this bacher, it's not fair. But you didn't see whether Tzadikim was such a thing. But Tzadikim, that was such a Tamimus. was such a, was such a Somebody was, remember, Rav uh, Moshe Feinstein says, "The woman, somebody screaming at my Rav Moshe Feinstein would turn around. T- you think you're talking to him? It wasn't like a thing. I got to show everybody that I think that did I did that. I really look at myself like I'm a Moshe, not a Rav And you said to him, "But someone in the room said My Rav Moshe Feinstein said, "Well, yes." I remember by his sons. I was once at a, speaking at a parliament meeting. It was on the Lower East Side, and Rav Feinstein was there, and. You no, know, these lo- these Lower East Side's a different breed. The Lower East Side, it still is. It's like you step out of the 21st century and you go back for a little bit, like you know, 50, 60 years. It's beautiful. I love it there. It's like Mamish leaving the world. And and we're at this uh, this this uh, party meeting it was at night uh, over there in the Lower East Side. And there's this there's this Yid in a baseball hat. And uh, and they're sitting there having a little bit. Uh, soda, cake or something. And uh, this alty in the baseball hat calls out to David Feinstein, hey Dave, pass the ginger ale. He says to David Feinstein, hey Dave, can you pass the ginger ale? And he says, Abdovid Feinstein says, from the and it wasn't anything at all that wasn't there. They knew each other for 70 years, whatever. You know, it wasn't anything. It was so natural. I can't explain it. I just—it was such a natural thing. It wasn't a husband, So now you could say, Have you talked to Adam god Dave, who are you? What? It wasn't like that. It, it wasn't like that. It was a tamimus. It was a tamimus. He played with Reb David that He was—he was 15, and Reb David was probably five or something. And uh, he, it wasn't anything that was contrived or dressed up or make believe. It was a tamimus. It was the Nakudas. And that is creates achtas. That's what it means when you're learning tarah really, and which Rachel's going to explain what it means to learn, when you're learning tarah da'amis, is of course in the learning, your are enemies. Because you have to use your das. And das means this, I'm not just going to go along with what you think because you think that way. Oh, I have my own das. That separates. My das, your das. They fight. But since the whole Torah is only for one purpose which is to get closer to Hashem's problem, and to get to the truth of Hashem's Torah then it doesn't destroy the community. So when they finish learning the Ayatim says that the love is, is is intact. It's even stronger. That's what he explains. Kish'odam When someone's talking to another person in learning But your entire head and your heart is just what? Your whole being is just in the learning. Bli Tamimus. Without the mid of Tamimus. Just an intellectual thing. Just a mind. It's very, very hard. There should be a hard, There should be love. Because they, all they're engaged in all day long is arguing and fighting and disagreeing. And the das is so far one from the other. How could they become Ayavim? How can you all of a sudden change from being the biggest enemy that this person's on the other, other end of the world with from you in the way that you think how can you all of a sudden become Ayavim with love? What's the nakuda that's mechaber that binds these two people together who are sitting and arguing all day? The answer is only when the inner essential nakud of who I am the essence of myself which remember that's what tamimus is without all the layers of what they think of what he thinks of me, what I think of him the nakud only when that's awake chaya alive and working with true mimis. The chidud and all the sharpness of what they're arguing about—the sharpness—is only what nasal d'she mitsvus tamatay It's purely for, <coughs> for the sake of of not of not disproving the other guy. It's not to show that I'm smarter than the other guy. Those are all things that come with seichel and das. Those are things that separate. I have to make myself smarter than him. I have a, I have an inferiority complex. Therefore, I have to I have to prove to everybody in the yeshiva that I'm the smartest guy in the yeshiva. That's all, that's all da's. That's all contrived. It's all phony. It's all seichel. It's without the neshama. But when the learning is purely for the sake of getting to the truth of Hashem's Torah, it doesn't affect in the Kudus Atonim's. Even though in seichel, we're, we're light years apart, Rabbi Natal was always arguing with his grandfather, the Rashi. The, 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 the taz, every taz is, is knocking down his father-in-law, the bach. That's not that's not unusual. Not only is not unusual; it's the most beautiful thing in learning. But it doesn't affect the feelings of one for the other in any negative way, because it was that was purely a matter of seichel. It wasn't a matter of, me I mean, this. I have to prove that I'm right. I have to show that I'm smarter. So when the learning is for the sake of, of learning of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Because I want to learn Torah Hashem, Because I want to get to the truth of Hashem's Torah. So if I come to this argument with my, my chavusa, and I invested a half hour screaming and yelling, and then it, and then I realized that I'm talking wrong, I should be able to back off of that. Not only should I be able to back off, but I should be thrilled. And now I understand the Gemara. You don't see much of that in yeshiva. You don't see much of that in yeshiva. You see that the, the, it will continue. Maybe one will concede begrudgingly. You may have a point and until the yeshiva says it like that, but but right, I once mentioned to you that, that, that I met a big time when I was – years ago when I was in SSL And he asked my rabbi, I told my rabbi, he said, yeah, Yo, your rabbi is such a Tzaddik Not only is he a guy, not only a genius in learning, but he's a Tzaddik I said, I know, but why are you saying that? So he told me, because they were in the same yeshiva in Grodno. And he says that my rabbi, Rabdavid, Scheru, was Rabatla, because was the biggest genius in all of Europe. And he was a very wild person. And he said that they used to be arguing, your Rebbe and this Ramaklu were arguing and learning. And Ramaklu used to scream such things at your he said it was Rahmanus. He used to scream, you idiot, you animal, you donkey, you fool. And and, and he said in your never got upset. He would always answer, that's true, but you're wrong about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I have, a, listen to my point. What we've discussed. It's true that I'm a nobody, I'm worthless. Everything you're saying is true, but that has no effect upon what we're talking about. And he said he never once got angry in that way, like to get insulted, because there was nothing personal at all. We had this – when we were learning in yeshiva, I've mentioned over the years, I've told different stories, i went like to this chavit, to other times but but over the years – over the years, the experiences that we had – now it's made not as much as it used to be. I don't know, I haven't been in yeshiva so many years, but my rebellion were from that world. And what they used to do to us in, the, in Shia, if you, if you took it personally, you, you couldn't be there. It was impossible to take it. And the the way that – I mean, especially by Rav Soloveitchik, he was already – by that time, he was very, very, very mellowed out. And even then, cause I, my, because I know stories from when he, when he was still in his prime, but by the time I was there, he was, already, he was very old and he was already mellowed. But the things he used to say, or he didn't say – I tell many times he, that that there would be someone who would raise his hand to say something, and Rabbi Yashabir would look at him and say no, and then the person would talk for like 15 minutes, he had a whole shot in the Gemara, this and he's saying like this, and he's getting all bespied, he has this thing he worked on, and then and then, and then then Yashuvah the whole time was looking at him, and then when he was finished, then Rav Salveshki would just continue, he didn't, he didn't even say anything, he just continued where he left off, he just didn't acknowledge as if that person didn't exist, he would just continue. So you see, when women hear that, they say, it's not nice, it's not nice, what kind of a meat is that, and and that was already not so bad if he just ignored you. <coughs> really that you know, when he ignored you, it wasn't even worth you know then there was like in the Shia, there was a Tamil Khachan who would say something and to him already, the Rov wasn't just quiet, the Rav would yell at right. You idiot, you moron, what's the matter with you? Things like that. That already was good, there was a compliment. Everybody looked up to that guy. Okay. That the Rov already answered him. That means that there was something there that Rabbi that told him he's an idiot. That was already a schus that he told you you're an idiot but most of the time if you just wanted to say something you would raise your hand he was polite like that he was a gentleman and he would like you to say something but he completely ignored you and you, when you were finished with your whole dissertation that you worked on for the last three weeks he would just, he would just look back in the Gemara and just uh, continue to garnish. so if you if you took that personally you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't handle it but it was never anything personal and outside of the Shia, he was the sweetest Zaidi. he was a bubla, outside of the Shia but the second the Shia started, the second he opened the Gemara he had a look in his eyes and he was a lion and it was fearsome to behold and it was a pachat, but he didn't take it personally because it wasn't meant personally it was in learning, in the fire of the Muhammad of the war there was there's such a way of learning but the Ahava, because That same person who was the biggest brain of the 20th century was the simplest most of person. He went in absolute temimist, his whole personality was temimistik. There were no ears about him at all. We wouldn't talk that way because we have we're we're, we're, We would make a cheshman. If I say that he's an idiot, he's not going to like me. If I say that he's dumb, right? If I call him uh, an idiot or that he's dumb, then he's going to have to go to therapy for the next 20 years or something like that. Right? that the rabbi called him dumb, he's going to go to therapy. So we have all these, uh, so you say, well, that's a good thing, you should be like that, you should be thoughtful, but there's no flow of personality, it's hard to explain it in words. There's a flow of a person. It wasn't a cheshman, that this person's going to be insulted if I call him an idiot, but it should be a cheshman. Of course, other times, outside of learning, he would never say that, but in the melchama of learning, it was even it was melchama sashem, but the t'mimus of the person was such that it wasn't it wasn't anything coming from a bad place. It wasn't anything that was meant to insult or to hurt you. Nobody took it that way. Nobody, like, stumped up, you called me an idiot, and I'm leaving, I'm never coming back here again. You see, if a person nowadays, if he looks at you the wrong way, then you can't come to the same block as him, or you'll never talk to him again. So everything's contrived and dressed up and phony and fake, and therefore it's all seichel, and seichel separates between one Jew and another Jew. T'mimus brings people together even they have totally different lives and totally different opinions. When Ibshama Arbach would be with a Jew that was that was that wasn't that wasn't like him, a Jew that was uh, whatever, a Kipa Sruga, or somebody that wasn't Frum or something or a Sradi, it wasn't like Ibshama had to think, I'm gonna have to be especially nice because he might he shouldn't think that I'm not nice to Swadim or something like that. It was Absal Muzalman, he was the same Ibsal Muzzaman. Everywhere every, whoever he spoke to he was Ibsal Muza because that's who he was. It wasn't a game, it wasn't seichel. It wasn't what's this person gonna think of me? How do I look? It was the Nakudah ha'pnimis of tamimis. A tamimis doesn't make chilukim between one Jew and another Jew. Doesn't make any chilukim. There's no differences between one person. And one. That doesn't mean that I can't. That doesn't mean that I, I'm not aware of the fact that that person is a mechal Shabbos. I have to be aware of that because there are halachas that might apply. But but as far as as far as loving the person, or caring for the person, I so say he's not from me. He's from the I mean, I'm not even in halacha. But as far as the person is concerned, he's not my project, he's my friend. If if, if somebody wants to be that thing that they call Kiruv, and I've often spoken about this, the second that you make that person your project, you're ready, you lost your effectiveness. you lost your effectiveness. You have people that are over at your house, they're not from – they're just friends of yours. It's not Jews that are not from, and, and I and I might get points in Shemaim if I make them from. That's not, that's not it the natural happy outflow of the Jew that enjoys the company of other Jews. You could joke, you want know, to tell the Vatari the same way you tell the Vatari or a joke if they're not there. That's what that's what the Nakud of Tamimus brings out in a person. Seichel makes Chibukim. Everybody goes into divisions. Everybody's divided into categories. Tamimus is the naqudah's a is the point of connection between one Jew and another Jew. And that's why. That's why the fact that these people are arguing in Seichel all day long in the yeshiva, and the bismedrish, as long as that inner point of Tamimus is alive and well, and their learning is for the sake of getting to the truth, not to prove that I'm smarter than you, but to get to the truth, then the person in one, in one second can say, you're absolutely right. You're 100% right. Which I heard of Salav I told you many times, and there's not just one story, many stories about that. Time the, the – uh, I, I heard from my, my wife's uncle – this goes back to the – I think from the 1950s, maybe early 50s, when Rabbi Yishev of Salvechik was said as Shia, and then uh, there's somebody arguing at the Shia, whatever it was, and then of Salvechik <coughs> – of went like it's 3 in the morning, banging on everybody's door in the dormitory that they have to get up and come back to, the, to this medrash, because he was wrong and he has to say it over. And like they were saying, can't we wait till the morning. He said, no, I said it wrong. Everybody has to go wash neglevas. And he – and everybody had to go to the Vismarish. He said, I was wrong. I and – and then he was also upset, he said, how are you able to go to sleep after what I said? How could you sleep? I didn't say it right. You were able to go to sleep? Rishad I couldn't go to sleep. I felt wrong about this year. And he woke all the guys up, and he called them into the Vismarish. The Midas Ha'emis, the Midas the Tmimis, the Emis, the Pashtas that you see by the tzaddikim Pashtas, they go in such a way. Which was easier to see by the old. I mean, there's still all the, the older time it was easier to see. And all of living through nowadays, where everybody is, everybody has to be in a certain category. But well, it wasn't like that even when I was growing up in the '60s, or '70s. The Person was more from, was less from, it was chassidus, wasn't chassidus, was liturgical. We did all these kinds of things, and everybody seemed to just get along, it wasn't there? Uh, there were disagreements in, in in understanding things, but not that you felt with another Jew like there's some wall between us. It wasn't uh, so divided and complicated. At least that's how I imagined it. Maybe it was, but I don't remember it like that. I'm, not, I'm only talking about 40, 45 years ago. I'm not talking about 100 years ago. It wasn't like that. Yeah, people fought and they argued. But when they left, there was not some items there. there. They, they they loved each other. <coughs> they were seeking the truth. Ma'as, in the is period, then it's possible from that point of separation which took place through Seichel, the intellect that divides, it's possible to come back to being friends, to being only friends, better friends. Oh, you You wanted to say something? <clears throat> so how do we put this into practice? What do we do with this? How do we put this into practice? What do we do? Page, Kuf. Kriish debana betkhilat. As we learned in the beginning. Call Every Nakuda in learning. Every, nakuda, every whatever I learn in Torah. call Mila every word, call ice every letter. He is Is a piece of God Himself. So we're talking about that in Arab Shabbos. Everything in learning is Hashem, is the infinite one. Every letter, every word, whatever you're learning in Torah. whether it's Gemara. it's Navi, whatever it is, every word is, is Hashem. And we know from Chazal that Hashem, the Torah, and the Jewish people, and every single Jew, it's all one. Chad, it's one. Okay, Shem, Shehu, Ein Saif. And the same way that a is Ein Saif is infinite, the same way that Hashem is infinite, Gam Ein Saif is. Hashem's Torah is infinite. Nimsa, which means, Shebuchal Mokim, the Torah, Shodom No matter what you're learning in Torah. Any place in Torah that you're learning. No matter what it is. Wherever you are in learning in Torah. Whether it's the written Torah or the Torah. You're busy with the Creator. You're Isaac with the Creator. Whatever it is you're learning. You're with the Creator. In that Indian that you're learning. In that letter. In that word. You're with Hashem as my Ain safe with the infinite one. V'es ha'ein sa'if, lo'ishayach l'haven. That which is infinite, the human mind is incapable of understanding. The human mind is incapable of understanding the ain't safe the infinite one. V'lai ra'akshu actually l'idmah So I might think that I can't get to the bottom of Hashem. I can't get to the, I, you know, I just don't understand something about, like, a certain part of this Torah that I don't understand. No. Mm-hmm. The same way that Hashem is infinite means not only that I can't get to the end of Hashem, I can't get to the beginning of him. I don't even understand where he begins. I don't understand the beginning. <laughs> really, even the even the beginning. You could be the biggest Tama be the biggest genius. You haven't started yet. That's why you know that every Gemara begins with Dav Days to tell you that you don't even you think you know Aleph, you don't know Aleph. There's nothing else in the world like that. you have to know that to, 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 to begin. There's no. There's no it's infinite. infinite doesn't mean it started someplace and it's forever. It means there's no beginning, there's no end that we can understand. And since Hashem and his mind, and his thoughts, and his Torah are one, therefore, A human being is incapable of understanding Hashem's chokhmah, completely incapable of understanding Hashem's chokhmah, of understanding Hashem's time. So, what are you supposed to do? So, what can we understand? How can we think? This is a very, very important sentence. Only when a person, only when a person is mekabel das that means the only way that a human being can understand the Taras Hashem, which is infinite, the only way that a person can have any shaykh is to Taras Hashem is when he receives it from the Creator Himself. So when you receive it from Hashem, on your own you can't. Remember the Mashab'einu, so the Mashab'einu was learning, was learning, he was, was forgetting, was learning, was forgetting until Hashem Give it, gave it to him, he means they gave it to him as a gift. Hashem gave him as a gift. Torah, to understand, you have to receive as a gift. You have to be worthy to receive Torah as a gift. But we're now at Torah's schools. What are we laying this the shelters? We're laying in the desert. The Torah had to be given in the desert. The this, Svassama this Svaitsabarim, about it in Lama The Torah had to be given in the desert. Because only the desert admits that it knows nothing at all. The desert admits that it has nothing. Tokyo, New York, Japan, uh, Tokyo, uh, and, and London, and Paris, they have their own. Uh, the Medjur says a marshal of a king, of somebody who, uh, went to a people in a certain kingdom, he said, you want me as king? And he said, no, no, we don't. No. And only in the desert he was able to start him out. Some people came to him in the desert. And the Torah was given in the desert, by midbar. We always learned by Midwah by before was Why? Because I'll say that you can't really receive the Torah unless you see yourself as a desert it's different than anything else in the world everything else in the world the more you know the more you build up and the more you're able to understand the ter- when it comes to Torah the, the more you realize that you don't know anything the greater you can understand because Torah is only a gift from God it's not a matter of you understanding it's a gift from the Creator himself therefore the Torah was given in the desert children are very attuned to learning because to learning Torah because they haven't built yet their own little kingdoms they're not committed to certain opinions and ideas and they're not committed to those things they don't have uh, complicated I hold like this I think like that our minds are cluttered with all kinds of opinions and ideas that we have for whatever came from from who knows where all different things but it's cluttered because we're already like city dwellers the Torah was given in the desert it means that till this day it's just like it was then the only way that you could truly come into contact with the creator is by saying I'm a desert I know nothing I'm, 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 I'm nobody, I'm nothing I'm a little child that's waiting to learn from the, from the Creator of the world. That's all. That's the only way you can learn Torah. Really, really, to understand Torah. I was going to see, for oh, the head that the had such a talmud, to be like a midbar, to be like a desert. That's what the Torah was given. It wasn't. Why didn't given give him you a or something, uh, or some busy? You know, in those days it wasn't busy there, but some some place where things were happening. davkin in the midbar. That's what you give the Torah. It doesn't seem it to give the Torah in the midbar. So Chazal said was that? The, that's the only only place that could receive the Torah. It's it's a place that that's, that is ready to admit. I have nothing. I only have you. And in such a place, that could be Torah. Same thing with a person. When you come into Yiddishkeit, you're connected. Your way of learning is I think this, I think that, I think this, I think that. And he's not going to tell me I don't think, and she doesn't know that. And, and what's this about? And I can't believe it doesn't make sense to me. So that means you're uh, ready. You're, you're Tokyo. You're London, you're Paris. You got all kinds of stuff going on. So Hashem's will comes come see the Torah. It's like the king that comes to a place and he says, you want to have a king? He says, no. Nah, well, you don't need you. We got a lot of stuff going on over here. We don't need you. The Torah, the is in the midbar, in the midbar. So Ad to be a ben Torah, to be a bas Torah means the midbar means the willingness to let go of all your, of all the cl- things that clutter your mind that separate you from God. Each and every person in this room, including myself, we all have a million things over the years, things cluttering the mind. And if I come and tell you something, and it runs, and it could be it's the, it's, it could be from the deepest, deepest truth of Torah, but it goes totally against everything you ever learned, you're going to resist it. You might break down after a while if we talk about it a lot, and there are a lot of explanations and proofs, but there's going to be initial resistance. I read to my wife something last night. This is a very strange book that came out recently. I don't want to say the title, but I think it should never have been printed. But it hasn't it certain things that Rav <laughs> Soloveitchik, so I' Torah Rav Soloveitchik, I read certain things that he said in conversations that shouldn't have been recorded, because it wasn't, it wasn't like he gave a shear and he meant for it to be published. You have these people, they, they want to write books, and they hear things that are said by Tzadikim, and they write down, they put out a book, and everybody buys the book, because it says. He, anyway, there's this is a book that came out. So <laughs> there, was this, there was this whole series of questions they were asking Rav Soloveitchik about Yom Ha'at i don't know what the modern orthodox world is doing with this book i, I don't know if they're banning it but they're not supposed to ban things. because they're supposed to be very open-minded so i don't know what they're doing about it because like because because he wrote this fellow put it down there like they asked what are you they asked for so what are your feelings i'm just saying what i read last night to my wife what are your feelings about uh about yom smooth and it's importance? he said i do not really think about it it doesn't mean anything to me so he said it doesn't mean much to me it's not a holiday now, all of these places, you have to stand. Everything that they're doing, they're saying this for salvation. So now, to say this over, I could say this to this nice little clever. It's on a tape now. I might get a little bit in trouble if the wrong person hears it. But from here, I don't, you're, not, like, you're not the troublemaking type. And anyway, I'm not telling you what I think about you much, but I'm just telling you what I read last night. You can read it yourself, it's in the book. I don't want to tell you the name of the book, but it's... If you ask me, probably I'll we'll take the book. But it's not good I to But... <laughs> Anyway, he says, I don't th- I don't really think. And he asks, what about Yamash? He says, well, no, we have Tisha, but I don't know, I don't have any Yamash. Now, all of these places, all they're going around saying is, if you don't celebrate you I cannot be Kurus. And if you tell them, well, I'm not from the, you know, I'm from the Chaznis, they say, what? What's Chaznis? Who's this? Rapsalvejic. So, says, I don't mind, I never think about it. It's not, it's not a holiday by me. That's what he said. you What about it? He says, yeah, it's just a good that Jews have a good place to go to, but. They says, do you see it as the beginning of redemption? He says, no. He actually, what he says is, it's a stupidity. they call called the beginning of redemption. He says, it's a stupidity. That's what he said. It's an exact recording of his words. It's on tape recording. He says, it's a stupidity. Now, you understand. If you're, if you're a person that you're cluttered with a certain mahalach and understanding and giving over your whole life, like if I go to one of these big synagogues over here and some, and I would say this over, Barab, you know I'd be in big trouble. Big, big trouble. Because they commit to all these years, all this stuff with the flags and the the hollow, it's all saying Rav Salvechik or something We're We're his students. We're all his students. We're his family. And here here the rabbi says it's all stupidity. So if you're a Midbar, if you're a desert, then you could take a step back and try to understand what does Rav Salvechik mean by that. He doesn't mean that he doesn't love Rav but maybe he means something different than what you were taught, he said. Or maybe he means something different than what you, would, than you were told in school. That's okay. That doesn't mean you can't still believe in what you believe in your other tzaddikim. If I see you who the cook, you a big tzaddik, and you want to believe like that, that's good. And you want to have your matzimut? Beautiful. Then you're, you're a student of Rav C. Udakuk. Rav certainly spoke like that, about your matzimut. That's fine. But now we have a problem. If a person holds himself to be a Rav Soloveitchik person. And he says that's the, that's the basis of all modern orthodoxy is what? Rav Soloveitchik. And now you come across this thing where you, there's on a tape that says he doesn't think about Yom Asimut, He doesn't care about it. He thinks it's the whole thing with Aschal of the Gula. They call the Israel now the modern state, the beginning of them, She says stupidity. So what are you going to do with that information? It's a problem. But it's not an intellectual problem. It's a problem in Midas, Tamimus. If there's a Midas at Tamimus, and a person is humble, and he's like a desert. So you could say maybe, maybe uh, it's not what I was told. And maybe I understood differently, maybe that's not – I don't know. I have to reevaluate, I have to think about it, I have to talk to people. First of all, Otherwise, you might start screaming that this book is trash, you never said it, and act funny. Whatever, you know, how people get defensive and so on. But I was thinking about this last night. I said to my wife, what if like, people are going to see this? It's going to cause a big – so my wife says, I'm like, don't, don't worry, they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to talk about it. They're not going to bring it up in the schools. They're not going to mention it. It'll be like it never happened. Because who wants to talk about that? Because then we're not going to, what are we going to say about the last 40, whatever, how many years, 66 years of, of the flags and parades, which were have so said is a stupidity. So what are we going to do with all the flag waving? And next year, they already plan next year's events. And then what about Yom HaShoah? <laughs> that there, that there are people here in the neighborhood that are angry with me. They think I don't care about the Holocaust because I don't go to Yom HaShoah. I don't care about the Holocaust. And, and that when, I, when I first heard that, you know, it's, uh, you have to have also to be, it's not avoided right, not to be insulted when people say things like that that I haven't lived a moment of my life without thinking about the Holocaust. And not because – not because I, I read about it in the books, it's because I lived in a house with that. But the, I don't go to their event that they make with the with the girls' choir singing and so on about them – lighting candles, so I don't care about Yom Hoshua.
1: And here in the book, of
0: Soloveitchik says, there's no Yom Hoshua. there's only Tishabah. All the, all the, all the day, sad days, according to the Torah, we have to go on Tishabah. We don't have – there's no Yom Hoshua. He said <laughs> – that's what he said. It's on tape. So how do you deal with that information? So I'm saying this over to get you to get you annoyed, right? Some of you are getting upset with this. It's, it's <laughs> upsetting. I'm telling you something. It's shocking. It's very shocking. Same way I get shocked. I get shocked if I hear something. You get shocked. You hear something you didn't expect. The Torah was given in the Midbar. The Midbar means that I want to know the truth of Hashem's Torah. There are different tzaddikim, there are different mahalachim and term. The fact that our soul eventually would say that doesn't bother me at all. He was a big tzaddik. He had a certain mahalach. The other tzaddik might have a shemalach. Okay, If see you. The cook was a tzaddik. The <Bible> slave was a tzaddik. Eluvelo, they're looking You like this way? Go like to like like the tzaddik. You like the slave? You go this way. You like the chazanis? Go the chazanis. You like the shtatner? You like the you Go the bavachim. Fine. They're all the words of the living God. It's all beautiful, but how do you react emotionally when you hear something that goes against everything you thought, and it's and it's coming from the mouth of a tzaddik? The Torah was given in the desert. It means to be simple, and simple means to be able to make yourself empty of your own preconceived notions and ideas of what you think is right, that it has to come out the way that you said it's right, and you're willing to argue to the death for your point, even though you might not really know much about that. It's so interesting how people fight and argue about Torah even though they don't really know Torah. they have to have to, like you – know, a lot of times you have your parents and they're telling you all kinds of stuff about you should be like this kind of Jew, that kind of Jew, and you want to ask, like, when did you major in Judaism? You, can, you can't even read Rashi. When did you become such a maven? Any time my rabbi doesn't know anything, my teachers don't know anything, what well, do you know about Yiddishkeit? Not the English. of God forbid they say that to their parents. But in your head you think, what well, do you know about Yiddishkeit? Everybody's amazing with about You ever notice that? Everybody's like a, a an expert. Everybody has a PhD in Yiddishkeit. You never say that to a doctor. Or if a nuclear physicist told you something, you'd never say, excuse me, I don't agree. You never say that. What do you know about nuclear physics? When it comes to Yiddishkeit, anybody told you No, 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 that's not right. It's not, no, no, that's not right. So well, what do you want? What did you learn? How do you know that? No, 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 it's not like that. It. It's always like that. People always talk like that. You've had that too. You have people say that to you. Family members look at They well, no, 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 no. I said, what do you know? Like, what did you learn? This is what I learned. It's, I learned this is, this is what it says in the, this is what it says No, 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 no. <laughs> Why? Why are you saying that? that it doesn't, it couldn't. It says, I don't know what it says. Who wrote that? Where? <laughs> and you don't, know but, they, but they know for sure. Because they're not a desert. A person who's a desert says It says that, it says that in the That's the Dvar I have to think about. It. I have to show me. Let me see what it says. What's the truth? Tanimus. The Midrash said Tanimus. That's what it means. The Torah and Hashem is one. Therefore, he says, You have to be willing to receive Torah from terror from the one who, who gave us the Torah, who gives us the Torah. That means you want to be be attached to the Creator of the world, and now see my chad to be one with Him. That's why you're learning, not to be smarter than the next person. Not to be able to disprove somebody or to say something fancy. <laughs> to be one with the Bari Ilam. To the to the sheres, to the root of a Jew that's inside of me. And from there you can come to true understanding. And in the true understanding of Torah, there's room for there's room in the true Torah there's room. Only those people say no. You're wrong. It can't be. That's das. That. Say, That's not Tamimus. Tamimus says there are different that, that, that are different there are different Nishamas and the different Nishamas have different have different perspectives of, of the Dvar Hashan, Just like the the, the had different ways and the Sadiqim b'sham, b'sham b'shil and so on had different ways. So so this this person is a Sadik and this person is a So what is it i i i, I understand that they're both Sadiq and my mahalafis i feel that I I, I I can i connect more to this mouth that's fine but not that not when it comes to discrediting and arguing and fighting and saying that that's not right that's wrong it's no good it's bad. it's evil as long i'm talking about only among so I'm not talking about i right? talking about things that are not tired of course that's something else that's wrong but if something is tired it's teres hashem and there's is so to say that to say that they're, it's terrible it's evil that's only das to make separations. Tamim is, is Nakudasai. The therefore, I, is uh, the, uh, that's machabah, Therefore, I could be oh yeah, I could be best friends with, with another Jew who's not of my same mahalach. I, I can be best friends. That doesn't mean that I want my child necessarily to play with that child all day long. Because if that kid's talking about that kid's talking about television all day, and my kid's not in that place. I have to be careful. I have to make separations. I'm not saying that everybody's buddy buddy, and therefore uh, you, you, there could be all kinds of ashpos. I think that, that's a very hard parasha. But in terms of the and they have and the respect and the love for another Jew who is different from you, it's not khil. <coughs> uh, it's not khil. It's a hard we'll and you will continue as measure next time.